You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith. This is a conversation between myself and Paddy Walters. Paddy is the frontman for As It Is. The reason for the conversation is to promote the band's brand new album for 2018 called The Great Depression. Let's see what he has to say. Here we go. Thanks so much for holding, Andrew. Andrew McKay-Smith from 4ZZZ. You're now in an interview with Paddy Walters from As It Is. Go ahead, please. Thanks a lot, mate. Paddy, how are you going? Yeah, I'm fantastic. How are you today? I'm good, I'm good. We, we last had a chat, I think, about a year and a half ago. I think it was January, February. Does yeah, that make sure. it a year and a half? Something like that. Anyway, when you were promoting OK. So how, how's things yeah. been going for you since OK? Because this new album, The Great Depression, to my ears, now I've only listened to it two or three times. But, of course, the image is decidedly different, but I think the sound is decidedly different too. I can still tell it's you guys. But tell me, first of all, how did the promotion for OK go? Did it go as you anticipated, and did people respond as you wanted it to? Wanted them to? I think for the most part, yeah. And, and the thing about that record was we were really trying to find our sound and where we went for the third record, which is why we experimented with darker songs like No Way Out, Soap and Austin, but equally popular songs like Pretty Little Distance and Still Remembering. Mm-hmm. And I think it's pretty clear with this record that embracing a darker direction, uh, embracing more post-hardcore and emo influences is what made uh, the most sense to us. And we, uh, from the response of that record and the songs we enjoyed playing live and listening to most, that's what uh, drove us to create such a dark and ambitious record this time. Yeah, I, I actually really... I hope you don't mind me talking about OK. I know we need to talk about the Great Depression, but I was oh, actually cool. I was actually listening to it today. It's a bloody good album, mate, and it's it's got legs, meaning it's one of those records, oftentimes, as a reviewer and as an indie journal, you get an album, you listen to it for the interview cycle, then it disappears. You know how it is. You get a lot of these sort of things. And... I listened to OK right. quite a bit back in January, and I started getting back into it now. So do you find when, you, when you're performing live, do the tracks from OK, do they blend well with what you're doing with The Great Depression? I think they do for the most part, actually. And that's the thing is, you know, like, like you said, it's, The Great Depression is darker, it's more ambitious, but it's, it's still an as-it-is record. And I think that's why it's going to sit relatively seamlessly into our previous material is that it's still we're still the same band as much as we're evolving and maturing and pushing ourselves from record to record um our artistic integrity is always still there it's always still true to us and it's always music that we still love and respect um and that's the thing is i i I think it 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 will all flow it'll all make sense even when it does seem like it's pretty like polarizing I think for the most part, it's all still one band and one vision at the end of the day. Mm. Fair comment, mate. Now, when Juliet reached out to me with the email, I had to say, I had to check if it was the same band and you were the same bloke, the same Patty Walters that I interviewed back then because of what <laughs> yeah, you look sure. like now. So what's inspired the, the, the change in imagery? Now, I know you're talking about post-hardcore and, and emo, so I understand that, but what's inspired the move into... The, the uh, into that look, if you like, and adopting that imagery? I mean, yeah, I mean, um, 
the the post hardcore and emo influence is one of the bigger reasons. And you know, I've seen a lot of people drawing similarities to Jared Way and Pete Wentz, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. I yep. don't reject that. But I mean, that this this haircut and this hair color was really just the the crown uh, of like. I mean, you, this was what everybody looked like who made music that sounds like this. And mm-hmm. it was just a subtle way of channeling the past. Um, bands like Funeral for a Friend and Finch and Refused and all this kind of stuff um, that hugely inspired us and influenced this record. Um, but equally wearing the makeup and the more formal dress code and the color scheme, it was all just part of like the greater theatricism of this record, really wanting to do something bold, something different, and to really just not be safe in any one way. Mm. Um, I mean, for a large portion of writing this record, I believed that it was going to be the last as it is record because we were in such a negative place Mm. um, as bandmates for such a long time. And um, it was, you know, from very late last year into writing and recording this record, like this is the most optimistic we've ever been to be in as it is. And it's, it's funny how that happens, how you have to hit such a dark place and make some very important changes in your life to, to be on the other side of it. But I mean, one of the reasons this record sounds the way it does and even looks the way it does is because I, I firmly believed we had nothing to lose and taking like taking every decision was, was worth doing and just be like not filtering or censoring our creativity in really any way at all. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to go back in time again. Okay. And I'm really keen to get your feedback on this one here because when we just, when we spoke, it was the day before Donald Trump was his his presidential inauguration. And your comment at the time when I asked you uh, if you were, uh, now I know you're not enthusiastic about it, so it wasn't that. I was just asking your opinion. And you said, I wouldn't say I'm optimistic, but I'm hoping for the best. But if I'm wrong about what Tre- President Trump is going to bring to the country, I'll be pleased. Are you wrong? And what are your thoughts now? Um, man, I am, I'm so disappointed. It has been uh, such an international disaster. Um, being American and British, um, I mean, it's it's a disappointment on both sides, but it's hmm. it's it, it it just feels so embarrassing to be dividing the world in the way that we have. Um, and I mean, that's that's for the most part what inspired the wounded world is that we, as like races and nationalities, feel more separate than ever. But even just in political parties, we we have divided ourselves so drastically, um, hmm. and it's really just a mess. It, it, it's it's so disappointing to see because I think we we had made so much progress um, when Obama was president at really just trying to unite people um, and to coexist um, peacefully. And I mean, there's there's never a perfect president, but mm. I mean, this time around, things have just been such such a shit show. It's it's just so disappointing to see. Um, but um, I you know like I said about even just how this band has been. Maybe things have to be at their worst for them to really understand how we turn it all around again. And maybe mm. that's the, the silver lining and the light at the end of the tunnel we need. Now, before I read the bio, 
and when I when I saw the change in imagery and uh, a bit of a darker, I wouldn't say darker lyrical theme, but the lyrical themes definitely changed, as, as we'll discuss in a sec. But I actually thought it might have been the events of the last, say, 18 months or so that inspired the change with with the imagery and some of the lyrical content. Is there, is there any, is, does that resonate at all? Um, I think so, to at least some extent. I think some of the best art in general, not only music, but film, street art, uh, paintings, come from uh, like volatile political climate and societal climate. Mm. And we're certainly dissatisfied with the state of the uh, world politically, but also societally, um, and that we have a lot better to be doing. And mm. a lot of that dissatisfaction is uh, kind of channeled in the darker imagery and the darker musical direction. Um, so yeah, that certainly plays a part, definitely. Hmm. So we'll talk about the lyrical theme directly now, because of course I've got the uh, the press blurb on the email that Juliet sent through, and I'll just read it out quickly. So as it is, it's taking the listener on a journey which delves into every aspect of arguably the most prevalent social ill of our time, depression. And that's what I did when I read that, because it's, it's I'm obviously I'm male, you're male, uh, men's health and the way it's approached is just, she'll be right, mate, as we say in Australia, get on with it, go and have a beer or what have you, but a lot of people don't. Male suicide, particularly in Australia, is at extraordinarily high rates. But what what inspired you to uh, adopt this particular topic through the lyrics? I think the conversation surrounding stigmas around mental health, depression and anxiety are incredibly important to talk about. Um, and toxic masculinity is definitely a facet of that and something that I've dealt with growing up. Uh, I'm sure every man and even woman has dealt with growing up at times. Um, and the other thing is that gender is a very prevalent conversation um, in the world right now. And gender expectation and kind of conforming to this box that you've been born into, quote-unquote, hmm. and growing up male, I never felt particularly masculine. Um, I identified with femininity a little bit more, but I knew that I was male, and it's just kind of, it's about kind of rejecting how you're supposed to dress, how you're supposed to look, and how you're supposed to behave and deal with your own mental health, respectively, um, because we're all just people, and like mental health doesn't discriminate against your gender or the way that you dress. It's just kind of, we, it should all be dealt with in the exact same way. Um, and it was just so uh, crucial to me that it was like a statement that we made and talked about because we have so many young, impressionable fans who identify from like a, an entire range of gender and sex identities. Um, and yeah, it's not just about boys. It's not just about girls. It's about Everybody is people. Hmm. All right, mate, I'll leave it there. Congratulations on tackling such a meaningful subject matter. I'm sure you'll, uh, you'll have an impact on a lot of listeners there. And uh, congratulations on the evolution of your career too, mate. I think you'll be doing what you're doing for a long time to come. So I certainly hope to be in the crowd when you return to Australia. Oh, man, thank you so much. No worries, mate. Thanks very much. You have been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith. That was a conversation between myself and Patty Walters from the band As It Is. Thank you so much for listening.